The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. Episode two Two. of the new season. I feel like it's more than episode two because I've been on so many episodes of different shows lately, but it's only episode two for us. Yeah. We got to say hello to the man behind the board. Taylor, what's going on? What up? We are joined by Brett. You might remember Brett from a couple episodes ago. He brought the KBS. How's it going, Brett? Hey, happy Friday to all my beer, ladies and guys. Good to see you again. Haven't seen you in a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Looking forward to hanging out and having some beers. And if you're wondering why you're hearing my voice and not the voice you normally hear, it's because John is dead. John is gone. It's like uh, like the Beatles. It was John is dead, right? We should. If you listen to the last episode backwards, we tell you how John died. We're just kidding. John is in lovely Reno, Nevada, but he's joining us via phone. John, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? We got you loud and clear. What'd Am you I say? on the air? What'd you say? Am I on the air? Yes. You're live. Do it live. Oh, you guys rock. Yeah, dude. Look. I'm so excited to be on the show. First time, long time. First time, long time. There you go. That's what we've been. That's what we've been looking for. So, John, uh, what are you doing out in Reno? You got some got some work stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Reno for work. Um, Reno's kind of a neat town. Have either of you guys, have any of you guys ever been here? Never never been to Reno. No. Never been it's to like Las a Vegas. Little, yeah, it's like a little mini Las Vegas, but um, there's like gorgeous mountains around here. I mean, I guess there are in Vegas too, but um, there's like snow-covered mountains out my window. So it's actually like a really pretty scenic view. Is it like cold there or is it just the snow's just up in the mountains? Uh, a little bit. Like, I walked home from the bar last night, and the wind was blowing. It was chilly. I wish I had a coat. I just had a little jacket on, but I don't know what the temperature is. Maybe, like, in the 40s. Wow. Oh, that is a little chilly. Yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah, that. Yeah, it is, it is pretty chilly. Well, you brought us back some beers on a trip that you made, and we're going we're gonna to do, I think this might be history. This might be the first cross-country beer tasting that's ever happened incredible absolutely right? incredible wikipedia is going to be all over this. it is a might be blues might be bruise might be blues next <laughs> show idea yeah. write that one down <laughs> this might be a this is a might be bruise exclusive so we're going to taste uh absolute zero flux that's right kids absolute zero flux did not curse <laughs> so uh john where is this from this is from Equilibrium Brewery. Uh, last week, I was in uh, Monticello, New York, which is about a half hour from Middlestown, New York. And uh, I went to Equilibrium Brew- um, Brewery. I-, I heard a lot of really cool things about them, so I decided to check it out. And I went down, and it was a really, really interesting tap room. I've never seen anything like it, and I'll tell you why. Um, I went up to the tap room to, to try a couple beers before I brought anything home. And they were pouring at the bar out of cans. Wow. I've never seen that before. I can't and, say and I've they, ever seen they that did either. Have, yeah, and they, they had two beers on tap, but the tap was just a jockey box. So I don't know where the kegs were, but they just had a cooler up on top of the bar with two, with two, tap, uh, two taps sticking out of it. Did huh. they have anything in so, the wall? 
No, no, it was just nothing in the wall, nothing really all that professional. It was just like, hey, if you want these four beers, it's coming out of a can, and these two beers will come out of a off a keg, I guess, but just right out of a jockey box. So it was it was really really interesting. But I had a couple there, and everything was fantastic, and I brought some back. So I'm gonna go ahead and crack mine here. If you guys want to crack crack yours, but I thought this was such a neat idea that. If, if I give you guys a beer and I take a beer with me to Reno that we could do this cross country, um, you know, beer tasting together. We're, we're going to do it. And we actually have a second beer. So we're actually going to be the first and second occurrences of the cross country beer share. Probably ever in the history of the world. And it might be the last, who knows? We'll see how this goes. We might yeah. <laughs> tear a, tear a hole in the time space continuum by doing this <laughs> we will see are you ready john i'm ready all right, all right. my beer port hey cheers, cheers guys cheers cheers hey, cheers john cheers, guys. we definitely got cheers, a guys. uh a, a hazy non-see-through ipa going on here i haven't taken a sip yet i'm just looking at the opaqueness definitely is, cannot see brett through this beer very hazy it's got very a hazy. very strong hop aroma yes it does Dude, this beer is so good. That's a really good. That's it's really so good. juicy. It's full-bodied. It's got a great mouthfeel and tons of flavor. And I love the nose on it. Just getting all kinds of, of citrus and um, and stuff happening. And it's just it's just a really well-balanced. It's just a perfect, juicy New England IPA. Yeah, it's definitely in that juicy realm. I may be getting a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of melon kind of flavor going through there. Yep. I'm picking up quite so this a lot. This is actually of... a. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brett. No, it's all you. <laughs> so it's a double uh, double IPA. Looks like it's eight percent. I'm not That's picking up any of the eight um, percent. It's it's very smooth, um, full bodied, like everyone kind of said. Uh, I'm getting a lot of the the stone fruits. Um, it's very drinkable and well masked. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah, enjoy I... it. If we're going straight into ratings, I'm going uh, four two five. I'll get it uh, kicked off there. I would give it uh, four two five. I'm nice. with you on that. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's like you said, John. It's full bodied. It's got a nice nose to it. It's uh, it's good. It like it, it's not overbearing. It's really good. I like it. I think I'm gonna have to give it a a four. I think it's a little what they call like green. Where I think in a week it it will really balance itself out and and come come into its own. John, what do you got? I'm gonna go four two five. I love this thing, Brett. I kind of agree with you. I think it might be a little better in a week or two. Uh, we'll see, but um, I'm really enjoying it. And I and I love the pun on the absolute zero flux. Got a, a flux. Yeah, it, it almost gives it an extra point five just for a good name. Point five. Almost absolutely. Almost anything gives it. You know, a- you know what's weird about being out here and not with you guys is I crack this beer, but I have the whole beer to myself. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that. We're drinking a third of a beer over here, and you got a full beer over there. Yeah, I almost cracked one before uh, before we started, and I was like, "Wait a second, I'm going to have to drink two full beers. I'm going to crack." No, you crack poor thing. Two. I'm going to have to finish them. I hope you drink them fast. I know. It's, I know, right? You how get- many How many right. beers are we drinking with you, uh, John? Is We're going to do two. I got the two. Zero Flux, and I got the other one, the King Sue, that we'll get into. Okay. Okay. I want to talk to Brett quick. Brett, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Fantastic. Hey, look, you brewed a beer. 
So you started brewing a beer on Mother's Day. Tell me about what you're brewing. All right. Uh, I did start brewing a beer on Mother's Day. I am uh, brewing a graham cracker stout, or I should say attempting to grow a graham cracker, graham cracker stout uh, beer. Um, this is a first for me. I definitely brew a lot of stouts uh, when I do homebrew, but um, I like to change it up every time. This one, I had been uh, searching for a beer from Colorado, the graham cracker stout porter. I had a buddy, uh, Jason Hinkle, bring it back to me for me, and I had it. It was terrific, and I kind of got the ball rolling in my head. Hey, I, I really want to brew this. Um, so as that uh, courage started growing, I did a little research. I uh, found some other brewer homebrew uh, recipes, started kind of playing around with my own, uh, ended up writing up something, and got the courage on on Mother's Day to put it all together. So right now it's in its primary fermentation. And uh, I had a small taste of it when I stuck it in. It seems to be right where I need it to be. Uh, later this week, I'm going to start adding some adjuncts to to give it the graham cracker uh, taste. And um, in about three more weeks, we'll find out what, what happened. Whether it be good or bad, that's to be decided. But We'll find out. So that's exciting, man. I'm looking forward to trying it. Thank what, you. What kind of adjuncts are you adding to get to a graham cracker type of flavor? Sure. Uh, first, when I was brewing, I bought a whole box of graham crackers and had my wife crack them all up in a blender and stuck them in. <laughs> that did not go as anticipated. When we put it in the beer, it all clumped together and it looked disgusting. Um, so I thought, well, it's sugar, right? Just throw it in the fermenter, see what happens. Um, next, we have some vanilla beans and some cacao nibs that right now are soaking in vodka to, to help pull out all the good stuff. Oh, yeah, I right. would never think of that. Nice. That, yeah, yeah, it helps pull out some of the, the flavors a little bit better. And as I transfer it out of the primary fermenter, it'll go uh, into a secondary with, with those two. So now with vodka, I think you need to add it some sort of Russian flavor to the to the name. Russian uh, Imperial Graham Cracker. Uh, Ishnak uh, <laughs> Imperial Graham Cracker Stout. Something along those lines. Something with a lot of hard H's and X's. V's. V's. Yeah. We'll, we'll name it that. that. That's perfect. There's no vowels in that word whatsoever. I don't know don't what need I just em. came up with. <laughs> so you've got, you've got the Graham Cracker. you got the chocolate. Are you going to do anything marshmallowy? That's where the vanilla is in, uh, the vanilla beans. Okay. So I did a lot of research. That's almost a s'more. Yes, that's. um, We'll we'll see if it turns into a s'more. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, I've thought long and hard about adding marshmallow and did a lot of research online on if I should do that. Um, I found if I just kind of stick in the ingredients that make up a marshmallow throughout the brewing process. It seemed to end mm. in a cleaner, um, less chance of infecting the beer and turning it into a sour graham cracker, s'moreish type snout. Ah, uh, sure. So, yeah, it's, infection is your uh, enemy. Absolutely. That that well, does not cool, sound exciting. A sour graham cracker stout does not sound very good. No, we're we're not going for that. Um, and if that's what it turns out to be, no one will ever have tried it. Right, come on, we gotta give it, you gotta give us a little taste. We won't talk. We won't talk about it on a podcast or anything. <laughs> no, wouldn't know anybody. 
So, John, why we still have you on the phone? We don't know, you know, if this phone thing is going to last. I want to get you why we got you. What of the news stories that we have lined up do you want to get into so we don't uh, so we don't miss any? Do you want to get into dogfish? Yeah, let's talk dogfish. Do you want you want to take the lead on it? I uh, absolutely. So, if you haven't heard, dogfish has been and and I don't know if the proper term is bought out. But to me, it seems like they've been bought out by Sam Adams Beer Company, uh, Boston Beer Company, the actual name of the uh, the company. Um, and Sam from Dogfish received quite a bit of shares in Boston Brewing, yeah. uh, equaling, uh, I don't have the, the article up yet. A was it 140-some million oh, dollars worth? Was it higher than I that? I think so. it was a $300 million deal. It was a lot. I think... I think you're right, John. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's about three hundred million, but I don't know how much of it was was like cash. But I think a majority of it, like you said, Steve, was stock. Uh, existing dog dogfish head shareholders will receive one hundred seventy three million in cash. Yeah, if you had stock in dogfish head, you just got paid. Yeah, I, I would think if you're a stock person, you are are definitely happy that 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 deal went through. Absolutely, that's crazy. Just by owning some of the stock, you get a hundred over a hundred million dollars. I don't think each person does. No, I think it's split total. across everybody. But oh, 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 yeah, it's split across. Even still, shares. that's pretty balling. Even if I just owned Absolutely. like one share, they'd send me a check for like a few bucks. I'd be Hate like, it. Yeah. Word. Hate it. Yep. I go buy some beer. <laughs> So what do you what do you guys think as a consumer it's going to mean to us? I know it's going to mean different things to dogfish and and the brewery level and and all that kind of stuff. I'm looking at it from us as as beer drinkers. Uh, Brett, what do you think will come from this that will trickle down to the beer drinker? I'm kind of nervous about it. Uh, dogfish always pushes the envelope with some unique brews, uh, good or bad. Um, they they really try to get unique. Um, I think when I when I think of Sam Adams, I don't think of unique. I think of a handful of beers. Uh, so I don't know that we're going to see as many of those fun brews that are one-offs, uh, especially living semi-local to Dogfish. Dogfish was always a big stop for us. Uh, I've said it before. My family, we vacation down in Ocean City, Maryland, and we'll go through Rehoboth on the way down there. Uh, our, our normal stop would be at Dogfish. Uh, when we go down on Saturday, we'd go down there for lunch on the way down to the beach. Love the brew pub. The atmosphere is great. They just opened up a new building two years ago, I think. It's in the same spot, but they just revamped the whole building. The food is great. I loved having the one-off beers. The, is that in Rehoboth? That's right in Rehoboth. Wow. As you're going down, I don't know if you go down Route 1, and then 1A takes you into Rehoboth. It's, beach and brew. It's right down there. It's Three blocks from the beach. It's it's right at the beach. Um, yeah, I've never been there before. It, it's but it looks awesome. It looks awesome. The food is always really good. They had this great corn and crab chowder. Might be soup, but oh. next episode. Next episode is might be soup. But um, we always had a great time down there. They always had stuff for the kids. Um, it was just a really great stop off and and to get quality beer. Yeah, I'm not surprised because with the merger, the two companies coming together. I see Dogfish Head going into the low-cal IPAs, the sea quench, kind of leaning towards, you know, the, the healthier style trends. 
And Boston Beer Company, I'm sure Sam Adams is a big part of it, but they also own Twisted Tea, Angry Orchard, and truly Sparkling Ciders. So I kind of feel like the two brands are still leaning towards that same thing of, uh, you know, they're, they're in the craft beer space, but they're also going after that, that new emerging market where more and more people are looking for health conscious um, alcohol choices. Yeah, I think that slightly mighty is going to be a big hit for uh, for uh, Dogfish Head. Yeah, my wife, we got we got a twelve pack of it. My wife loves it. It is good. It, you know, we had it on the show. It's not bad, but I, uh, but she re- she's really into it. I kind of feel um, that Sam Adams and Dogfish Head got to a point of of size where they're too big to be your local kind of brewery but they're not big enough to be your Budweiser. Um, and they're in this kind of gray area and merging might get them to that larger size, but it's not that around the corner brewery that you just go to on a Friday night to you know, have a pint or two. We kind of talked about yeah. that on the last episode with the Weyerbacher thing. The, the bigger regional breweries are, uh, for less, lack of a better term, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the bigger yeah. breweries that aren't local are having a lot of trouble getting a foothold. It seems like it's either the really big guys or the really local small guys are getting a lot of the beer attention around here. Yeah. Yeah. With all the competition going on, is Sam Caligioni one of the smartest people out there? Because is, is he kind of selling or, or getting a payday at the right time where craft brewery, craft brewing is at a peak? But also, um, there's so much competition. You know, is he getting his payday at the perfect time? I just, I hope they keep giving us those small one-off things like we were talking about. Even like the worldwide stouts or the Apollo Saint Marans, the bitches brew, bitches brew, those smaller type brews that they do that I really enjoy. I mean, you might you might get lucky because, like you said, we are semi semi local to them. That maybe the one-off things are a local-only kind of deal. Maybe that's not like a mass-produced nationwide seller. Maybe maybe we still do get the the one-off things that uh, that you guys enjoy. I mean, I guess only time will tell. I've always heard too that Sam is a, apparently a very good businessman, and um, maybe he foresees some of this coming. I know that uh, I was reading an article they had got quite a large loan out to maybe it was expand the brewery, maybe add that brew pub you were talking about. So uh, in maybe foreseeing some of the hardships of this medium-sized regional brewery, um, he's taking the opportunity to get a payday to pay off some of that loan. I wonder if uh, Dogfish will come up into the Sam Adams production facility that's in Pennsylvania. There's actually a big production facility uh, a little bit north of Allentown. Brenningsville, Burningsville. I can't remember the actual name of it, but maybe Dogfish will, maybe there's some capacity up there to help Dogfish uh, get some more product out. Do you see any Dogfish out in Nevada? Yeah, uh, I actually was out at a bar last night that had Dogfish had, um, they had some stuff on tap and uh, it had some stuff in storage. I was surprised they had like uh, an actual, um, what do you call it? Like one of those neon signs. I was out with a buddy, Jeremy. I got to give him a shout out. I feel bad. I couldn't remember. We talked about him, and I told him I gave him a shout-out on the last episode, and I definitely didn't. Where's so the- my buddy Jeremy, um, he's, he's a guy in the industry with me, and we're always doing these trade shows, and me and him usually get together for a couple beers. 
and him and his wife actually listen to the podcast all the time. And she makes fun of me because of the way I say awesome. And I say awesome all the time. You do say awesome a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. And she thinks it's hilarious and thinks I say it funny. And the first time I met her, she was like, can you say awesome for me? My my wife makes fun of you for saying crack, crack a beer. You've never opened a beer in your life. You've only cracked a beer. That's awesome. Uh, It's awesome that he cracks a beer. It's awesome. Speaking of uh, (laughs) crack, speaking of cracking an awesome beer, let's get into this uh, to the other beer we got there. You got you got you got it ready out there. Yeah, I got it. The King Sue, the second ever cross country beer tasting happening now, happening right now. Just a heads up. I drank that entire 16 ounce of absolute zero flux. (laughs) Good for you. I just finished it, and now I'm ready for the King Show. Now you're nice. And go. nice. I'm going to try to crack this beer into my mic. We'll see if you guys can hear it. That was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. That was an awesome crack. All right. It was. It was either you cracking a beer or crumpling up a piece of paper. We couldn't quite tell. They were. They were pretty similar. I'm literally using like a Samsung headphone microphone combination that came with a cell phone. So we're not doing anything fancy here. So I was a little surprised when you told us you were bringing these back because Topping Goliath is from Iowa, Iowa, but you got these in New York, right? Yeah. And I believe they just started uh, distribution in Jersey. I don't think it's in Pennsylvania yet. And what I also, I think what I heard with uh, Toppling Goliath is, and, and I may be wrong. I don't, I'm just saying that this is, I think what I heard for certain places to get King Sue, they had to buy a shit ton of other toppling Goliath to get this in stock. That seems to be that's the deal across all distributors, but that's something you hear kind of frequently with the really popular beers. So when I saw it, I haven't had it. And, and pseudo Sue is one of my favorite pale ales. It's just, if, if it's fresh, it's such a solid beer and I'll get it every time I see it. But I was really excited to see King Sue. This shit is gross. Oh. Who said that? You know who said that. You you do know who said that. <laughs> it's a sink it? <laughs> this is a sink it for me. This is a sink it for me. I would not drink this again. Why don't you start the rating? I would rate this like what? I gave the last one a four two five, right? Uh four. Did I give it? I think four two five. Oh, no, yeah, you yeah, did yeah, get four two five. Brett gave it a four. Four two five. Um so for the same style of beer. As the last one that we did, the uh, Absolute Zero Flux. This one is way heavier to me. It has a almost stinging aftertaste of, of like, it, it, I feel like straight alcohol. Um, I just, I'm not a fan of this one at all. It's just too rugged. I would rate this one, I'm giving it a three. So now. Taylor? Yeah, that was me. You disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, guess what? This is going to be the shortest episode of Might Be Bruce ever, John. You know why? Because you're not here. <laughs> the shortest, shortest episode know, of Might right? Be Bruce ever. He's playing the outro music right <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> this shit is over. So now, as uh, I'm trying to think of what's the differences in taste between these two brews. I'm tasting a little bit more of an earthy, grassy kind of flavor to the, to this one. I am tasting yep. a little bit more alcohol to this one than the than it's the not, zero flux. It's not just me on that. Like I feel like the 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 back end of it is very just raw alcohol. It's definitely more alcohol than the first one. 
What's the? Uh, I'm looking for the ABV and I can't find it. Because the yeah, I a- can't find it on the can. Because the absolute the absolute zero flux is uh, eight eight percent. I feel like uh, it's not on the can. We'll have to check the. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. Uh, untapped. I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. Untapped. Uh, I'm almost there. Your Bible. I feel, like the, I feel like the dinosaur one is way crazier. See now, King Sue. It's saying it's a seven point eight. Lighter. It's unbelievable. But see now, the IBUs on this are listed at a hundred. What's the are the IBUs on the uh, zero flux? Um, well, zero look flux like is an amazing beer, but it's a juicy New England IPA. So right. the hot profile, the way it's brewed, that thing is made to be juicy and to not have a high ABV, or at least I that. That's why I think I like King Sue so much because I feel like it's a blend between like a really hoppy double IPA or a West coast IPA. And it almost to me feels like it's mixed with a new England IPA where you get that haziness, a little bit of juiciness, but the hot profile probably brings out instead of, instead of all citrus and all um, juiciness, you're getting more of that earthy grassiness kind of coming through versus, you know, and, and, and I, I kind of appreciate that. I like that. I like hoppy IPAs. And I feel like this is a good marriage between the two. Whenever I take a sip of this beer, my face automatically goes to the stank face. Like, <laughs> just, ugh. As, as we were coming over here, Brett and I were talking, when was the last time we've had a sink it? We haven't had a sink it in we quite had some a time. In a while. And this isn't even supposed to be drink it or sink it, but this is definitely a sink it. Uh, for me, for me, personally. So I, I like that. I like that we're going to try and find Taylor's edge again. This is gross, John. This beer is gross. Taylor, you're outrageous. <laughs> I'm I'm giving this beer a four two five as well. Uh, where I appreciate the the juiciness of the first one, I also appreciate that this has some bitterness and it has some. I'll call it West Coast uh, similarities that that blend well with the the, the haziness of the King Sue, but I, I I still really like it. I still like a little bit of bitterness in my beers. I think uh, a small piece of me died a little when I heard Taylor give it a three. Uh, right. But uh, so this beer had been a beer that I had chased for a little while way back when. And it's one of my favorites, favorite IPAs. Um, I am going to give it uh, probably about a four or five. Um, I think some of the reason that we like this beer or like the uh what is it? Absolute zero flux. You bought that at the brewery. So it was a hundred percent fresh. This beer Absolutely. traveled halfway across the country and then you bought it and we got it. So that maybe plays a factor. Um, but it, yeah, it is also, I don't know if you looked at the bottom yet, but the, the package date is March 28th when it was canned. The King Phil. So a month and a half. That's probably the end of a yep. shelf life for an IPA. Maybe that's why it's so gross. <laughs> Taylor, you're outrageous a, right now. Hate. He's, I'm he's, back. Come on, I hate Taylor. beers again. I hate beers again. I'm back. <laughs> he thinks you brewed this, John. <laughs> uh, no, wait. it's just not my favorite. You know, we've had so many different kinds of beers uh, on this show since we started, and um, I wouldn't necessarily say that this is the worst one I've had because it's not, but um, it definitely brought back that feeling of being kind of a new newbie to this. Um, this is one that I would buy because the can looks so cool. 
Um, but I'd be very disappointed in it when I got it home. That's not to say that I wouldn't it wouldn't grow on me, but just first impressions, it's a three for me. I remember uh hearing oh. some of your earlier podcasts and your I don't like it beers were like ones. So Yeah. I, I, I try not to be as as harsh anymore because I can appreciate the flavoring of it. To me, what bothers me with this one the most is the is the back end. The actual taste of it isn't terrible. It's just it's it's the the back end of it is just really rugged for me. And if it was fresh, maybe it'd be better, like you said. And I think it's that bitterness. I think it's the bitterness that's getting them. We've given them too many juicy New England styles. We need to bring them back some old school. A traditional IPA. A tr- well, we just got to hit them bitterness heavy maybe next time. Victory. Victory. It is a little... Yeah, it is a little bit rugged when you just drank something like that absolute zero. Yeah. Well, you've had a whole so can there's of definitely this. a contract so. there. I'm trying to think of what's some uh, some really good bitter beers that will when when you get back, John, we'll have to have a little brainstorming uh, session and and see what kind of uh, super bitter beers we can bring up next time. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, can I talk a little bit about other stuff real quick before I get off the line? You got one story. One story. One minute. This is the shortest episode in history of Mighty Bruce. Now, one story. I need like an extra half hour just to go over what I've done (laughs) since I've been here in Reno. (laughs) You're going to have to do it on the next show, boss. (laughs) Real quick. So I went out with my buddy Jeremy last night. We went to a place called Mellow Fellow. And a guy made fun of me. He's like, that sounds like a gay bar. But it wasn't. But it was an awesome little beer bar. They had KBS on tap. They had Velvet Merlin. They had Omnipolo Sours. They had a bunch of Firestone Walker stuff. It was a really cool place. But probably, like, I, I didn't really get a lot of the stuff that I can get, but they had a brewery called um, Abel Baker, I think it's called. And I had a double dry hopped Waddle, which was a pale ale. Yeah, from Abel Baker Brewing. It's supposed to be like a session IPA or a pale ale, but it was like really happy, like a West Coast IPA, but a fantastic beer. And I really, really enjoyed it. I had two of them because I haven't had like, it's weird. It's like happy, but it's also light and crisp at the same time. What was the And ABD? it was just fantastic. Um, I'm looking it up. Oh, four and a half percent, it says. I think that's low. I don't think that's right. I think it session? was five and a half. Yeah, I think it said five and a half at the at, when I was actually there uh, on the menu, but I just looked it up on Untapped and it came up at four and a half percent. And it says twenty seven IBU, and I don't even think that can be right because it was very bitter and hoppy. Hmm. Sometimes those twenty sevens can be hidden. Yeah, through the sweetness. Yeah, through absolutely. The sweetness. Who knows? Well, John, enjoy. Also, another thing. Oh, go ahead. No, go. You go ahead. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna hang up on you. Because <laughs> I can you do that. See, I know you can, <laughs> but you're not going to. <laughs> did you guys see on Amazon? There's a new documentary called Poured in PA. Have any of you guys seen that yet? That's news to me. I saw the the thumbnail for it. I I um I have not watched it yet though. Did you watch it? I did watch it. And I'll tell you, when I watched it, I've never been more proud to be, like, into Pennsylvania craft beer. Wow. It was a very well-done piece. There's a lot of stuff about, like, the OGs, like Victory, 
and, um, you know, Stouts and Yingling and all these like really old OGs in, in, in brewing and in beer in Pennsylvania. And it was just really neat to hear their stories and kind of hear their attitude about things. And uh, I think it was Bill from Victory had a lot to say that really like, um, I guess resonated with me where, you know, to him, as much as craft beer has exploded, he's like, I don't see it as like a bubble that's going to burst. I see it as like, it's really important to be at like a big part of your community, which I, which I think is why they do so much for downtown as a part as, as opposed to like, well, they do so much with like, um, sponsoring events and sponsoring, you know, um, you know, the fall fest and all these things that, that go on in downtown, all these events, they're such a big part of, of the town. But he also said like, he doesn't see it as like a craft bubble. That's going to burst. There's so many people out there and so many people that are drinking alcohol that you just need to educate them and get them excited to drink craft beer. And it kind of changed changed my mind about how I felt where, you know, the craft beer bubble is something that's going to burst and it's going to be shitty. And, and all these people and breweries are going to have problems because there's too much competition, but there's so many people out there. If we all just do our job of educating people and letting them know what's out there and, and letting them try things and, and be a good bartender to like, you know, um, educate somebody and, and, and tell them about all the beers, like people can get excited about it and it can be a thriving business for everybody. So um, I don't know. I just found it like really, really cool and it's on Amazon. So I think like, you know, I would imagine most people have Amazon prime. So I think everybody should try to look for it. It's called Port MPA and it's, it's on Amazon. And I, I thought it was awesome. Great, John. Great job tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is about that. Are you really about. cutting me off? Like, <laughs> like you're getting me like the, the walk off music. Like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know, that's a great idea. I might do that. What was the show that you used to have the guy? I'm with on the like my last five ounces of my second pounder. Plus, I before I got on the show, I had an old fashioned, which was pretty much like straight bourbon, um, at the bar before I came back to my room to do the show. So I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good today. Well, that's great. I um I, I hope you enjoy the rest of your night and the rest of your trip out there. And. Uh, I personally will see you on uh, Saturday, probably. Yeah, Saturday night. Or Hear the rest Sunday. of the stories. Yeah. So, because uh, we got family coming in town this weekend, so we'll be we'll be seeing each other. Oh, is Nathan coming down? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Because I, I heard about the, to ask that Steve, you're like part of the family. Because the uh, the other half in Rochester is open, so when he comes down, he needs to be bringing some other half down <laughs> with him. Yeah, he's slacking on that. But uh, he John- needs to make sure he brings down good stuff. John, we're gonna go. We're gonna go on break, and uh, when we come back, you're not gonna be with us because, like I said, this is gonna be the uh, shortest episode of Might Be Brews ever. We're ending this at like 59 minutes and 59 seconds, straight up. It's happening. Buster. No, no games are being played. Buster. tonight. Uh, but hey, I, I will. Wanna, I will I wanna, say I this real quick. Argue about Game of Thrones for a few minutes. No, we can't. There, I'm no. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> because I'll tell you what. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I do. You do? Okay. Because I know Steve does not. I do not. Um, I've been shitting on people all week, and it's just, I've just, not shitting on people, just arguing with people about uh, why they don't like it. And I know, John, you've been let down, and we'll argue about it this weekend because I think that's stupid. 
<laughs> Look, I just, I just think that Cersei should have got it. That's all. All right, I'm putting. She, she should have got it in the worst way. I'm putting an end to this. You guys are going to hang up on it me. It stops yeah, now. We're going to hang up on you, John. Hey, John. Thanks so much for being with us. Dude, I miss you guys. I'm sorry I can't be there, but Steve is incredible. I know he's going to kill it. Brett, I can't wait to uh, to hang out. I think we're going to get together in a couple weeks and do a little uh, a little share amongst friends. So I'm looking forward to that. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, John, be good. We'll talk to you, and uh, we'll be back after this. <laughs> Have a good trip. Bye, John. Later, guys. Loud, brash, controversial, and now completely uncensored. Foundation Radio is joining the Might Be News Network. Foundation Radio, exclusively on the Might Be News Network podcast. Just search Might Be News Network to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. New episodes every other Thursday. Welcome back to Might Be Brews. I'm Taylor Cooper. With me is Steve. Yo, 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 yo. And Brett. What's up, Brett? Hey, hey. John is no longer with us. He's, uh, like we said, out in Reno. It's the shortest episode ever. He's getting drunk and playing slot machines. Old fashions. Old fashions. Speaking of uh, short episodes, this is going to be the last non-hour and a half episode that we do here. Nice. Uh, we are going, the Patreon is done. The Patreon page is done. We are going to start rolling that stuff out starting next week. So stay tuned. Uh, have some pretty big announcements as far as the Patreon goes on Monday on Might Be News. Um, we're, like I said, going to be starting to do 90-minute episodes. We want people to enjoy our shows and enjoy more of our shows. Um, they're going to be Patreon exclusives. Uh, we have three tiers. Again, stay tuned. Monday, going to have a whole bunch of new information. But those 90-minute episodes are going to include this show. I mean, I know John's going to want to sit here and do uh, 90 Two and minutes, a half hours. Two and a half hour episodes, for sure. Game of, Game of Thrones style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that um, I think that it'll be really nice. It, you know, we're going to... The, the, the 90 minutes are for, for the people on our Patreon... The uh, people, though, that, that don't want to be on Patreon, they're still going to get their normal hour episodes, not not to worry. Uh, just the people on Patreon going to get some bonus material, um, not to mention some uh, incentives and monthly giveaways. Some swag. All kinds of shit. It's coming. It's coming in a big way. NBNnetwork.com. Check it out and stay tuned because we got some big announcements coming uh, starting next week. And definitely check out all the shows, uh, especially this past week's episode, because uh, yours truly did a lot of them. Yeah, uh, he, uh, you, you did, Steve. Uh, and thank you very much um, for stepping in for me this week on producing and uh, basically hosting duty. I mean, you hosted Might Be News. I definitely hosted Might Be Bru- Might Be News. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. I, you crushed the intro. They were all giving me crap about the intro. What before you do the intro? Oh, beforehand? Beforehand? I yeah. said, I said, I'm, I'm got it. <laughs> and you did. You nailed it. You hit the post, smacked it. You because there's there's a rhythm to it. 
You have there's a there's a strategic pause in the intro for might be news. And and if you and if you don't hit it, most people most people just run right they over. They go too it. fast. Yeah, they just you run right fast. over it because they're nervous. Mm-hmm. But that that pause is for pros. And you executed that perfectly. I tried. So I was I was on the road and I was anxiously awaiting your text uh, saying that it was it was done and uploaded, uh, uh, you know, for private release, basically. And so I could listen to it. And that was the first thing I was I was dying laughing just because I thought it was so fantastic that you nailed that shit. And and especially it was like only your second time on that specific show. It was a lot of fun, and I like that we, like you said, we got to hit a little bit of everything. Yeah, I hit a little did. sports. I hit a little bruise. We hit a little relatable yep. with the Mother's Day talk, so we hit a little bit of everything on, on news and hanging out with the ladies on Relatable Radio. That was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. You guys had a lot of fun. I could tell. It was and, a fun episode. That's great. That's great. I could, I could tell, though, on both shows that you were like the cool uncle and that like everybody just felt so comfortable like not doing their jobs so next week i'm bringing everybody in it's gonna be reckless it's gonna be crazy the whip is getting i gotta crack that shit gotta gotta crack it so speaking of cracking we got we got more beer we do we cracked open another beer (laughs) so awesome and it's probably gonna be awesome gonna be great (laughs) so what we uh what we got cracked is a uh bell's expedition stout this is a 2017 it is. Uh, Brett and I were talking about this beer. Uh, this is. I really love this beer. It's a. It's a big favorite of mine. I always say it needs about a year, um, and and after a year, the alcohol really fades away, and you get really nice, roasty chocolate notes and just that really pure stout flavor. Wow, you definitely do. This is a flavorful beer. I don't know really what's going on in it. But there's a lot going on in it. To me, I definitely get chocolate. That's the first note that I get. I get a little bit of bitterness in this stout. It's not yeah. a sweet pastry stout like a lot of the ones that have been coming out recently. There is some bitterness to it, some darkness to it, I'll call it. Definitely. I'm getting uh, yeah, that, that roasty, toasty roasty. Um, malt flavor. The alcohol is, is gone, just like you said, even though it is much higher than that King Sue. Uh, I think it's it tastes 10. Like it. it tastes yeah. like it to me. But uh, it's it's thick. It coats your bones. Uh, it's it's just an all around good good stout. So as we drink this, the next one that we're going to do after this is going to be the Black Note Stout, which is basically the same beer but it's aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, so we can kind of compare the two back and forth a little bit. Both by uh, Bell's, is it? Both by Bell's. Yes, oh. out of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, beer by Bell's <laughs> coming at you. <ya. laughs> yeah, this is good. What? Well, uh, I don't know what to rate it. You guys rate it first. Give me, give me a clue. All right, I think uh, after after having it's been a while since I've had this beer, I'm going to give it a a four point two five, uh, right around there. Um, it's got it's like I said, it's got a great roasty, toasty flavor. Um, I like that the alcohol's masked. Um, and it's got a nice thick mouthfeel. It's starting to get a little too warm in the season for a beer like this, but um, on a nice cool day, this definitely hits the spot. It is getting a little bit out of stout season. Stout season. I almost said that correctly. Almost. But it's still hitting a hitting a good note for me. I'm going to give it a straight four. Um, love the chocolateness of it, the uh, the mouthfeel, and I like a, the little bit of bitterness bitterness in my stout. Um, 
It's definitely bitter. It's very, very bitter. I have had better stouts on this show, and I think that I'm kind of drifting towards these dessert stouts that some people have brought over. The pastry stouts. Yeah, like the brownie ones and stuff like that. I think that they're absolutely delicious. So maybe that has kind of influenced my uh, lack of appreciation necessarily for the the different direction that this beer is taking. I'm still going to give it a 375, though. I would give it a 375. Like, I would drink this again. I would give it a chance to kind of grow on me because it is good. It's just like I don't know if the overall flavor palette is something that I would necessarily gravitate to on a regular basis. I wonder if it was like an inch or two of snow on the ground and we were watching an Eagles game. I might feel different. Make a difference. Yeah, I might. I might feel different. I think you would. I think I would too. Maybe, maybe just like you know, it was a crazy day today. Maybe that you know kind of affects that too. Maybe like if I was just like you said, kind of in a relaxed situation, kind of just chilling out watching a, a, a football game. Yeah, I might feel different about this. Talking on a, a podcast isn't relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this would probably be a good cigar beer, too. Yeah. I bet oh, yeah. you a cigar yeah. would yeah. really hit the spot yeah. with this one. Yeah. Do, you, do you know, uh, is this kind of one of the like original heavy stouts? I would think it's got to be one of. Because it's been around for... Bells has been a while. Bells is, is an OG. And the Expedition Stout, um, my neighbors and I definitely had a night with Expedition Stout. And it was... With the alcohol content, it was a little bit of a crazy night because uh, Got away from you. two or three of these will, uh, will catch up with you real quick. It looks and smells like soy sauce. I think that's a, uh, a thing that's kind of known for some Russian imperial stouts. I know uh, there's a few out there that I've read in many forums that have a soy sauce smell or aftertaste really okay it's a thing so that's yeah. funny that you bring that up i hear a lot of people say that about dark lord yep that's, that's the, the one, one I that thinking. i always think of when i hear people talk about soy sauce it, it doesn't taste like soy sauce i you know i don't think i would put this on like uh Some sesame sushi? chicken or anything oh i might maybe a little pork fried rice a dude glaze? we should try that we yeah. should try that next episode but i do want to do a a cooking of food episode oh, with dude, beer. We, we why not we should definitely i just gotta figure out the it's it's one thing to watch people make food on TV, but it's another thing to just listen about food. Well, stay tuned because we're going to start uh, adding cameras to things here in the oh, near future. So. Maybe the Patreons will be able to see us eating some pork fried rice with some Expedition Stout poured oh. over it. I would say that that would be a pretty good possibility. Nice. I sign up now. Get on it. Patreon, I'm telling you, it's going to be huge. Stay tuned next week. Huge. Good times. Huge. <laughs> So we got a couple a uh, couple small beer stories to hit uh, while we're still here. So we talked about the Wawa beer, the Wawa Coffee Porter. Um, it looks like the other Pennsylvania convenience store, Sheets, they're coming out with a coffee IPA. It is called, went past it here, um, Project Coffee Hops is a 5.4% uh, coffee bean IPA brewed with uh, Sheath Brothers Sumatra coffee beans. Does that sound like something you guys would want to get into? I'll be honest. Coffee IPAs are a hit or miss for me. You can get one that's great or you can get one that's just way too coffee front loaded and you might as well just drink some coffee. Um, I thought the Wawa Stout, I believe, like they they crushed it. Uh, that thing was delicious. There was just enough of it to be around that, but it still had like a, a hype. 
Um, I kind of hope that's how this Sheets beer is. But uh, coffee IPAs, I'm on the fence on. I am not a coffee IPA guy. I will just go straight out there and say I don't remember one that I've had that I've liked. Is it the coffee or is it? I am. The I, I will say that I'm not a coffee drinker. I will. I do enjoy coffee in the stouts. I feel like that's a much better marriage than coffee fighting with hops. Yeah, they don't blend all that well unless there's a, a heavy stout behind it. That's it's it's definitely and, and I don't know if it's the roastiness of the malt that the uh, coffee goes with better for me than the the different malt bill of an IPA or if it's the hops. But the, to me, there's something in a coffee IPA that fights that I don't enjoy. I always think of how hops depreciate in a beer, just like coffee. They, they're they both quick and they both don't leave the best taste if they, they mellow out um, quickly. And there's not a lot of backbone in an IPA to, to catch that off flavor. I, I don't know. I've never had a coffee IPA, right? We've never had one of those on our show? We have not had one on the show. Okay, because I, I know we've definitely had coffee stouts, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I enjoy them. So far, um, I, I don't remember what I've rated them, but if I remember correctly, I feel like I like them. Um, I don't know if I'd be into a coffee IPA, but I would obviously try it, I suppose. Now, I'm going to ask this question, and I'm... I'm probably, you know, definitely on one side of this. Sheets or Wawa? Go ahead. I'm Wawa. Straight straight Wawa. I grew up in a town that had a Sheets and a Wawa. I was very I was rare. Of, yeah, yeah, it was weird. Um and I used to go to the Sheets. So I'm actually Wawa's great, but Sheets has more condiments, which makes it better to me. Okay. Sheets has the fryer game. They do. They have the fryer game. That they do. Um, but Wawa has th- their overall hoagie is is better or sub hero, whatever you want to call it. We're going. We're going hoagie. We're going straight hoagie. Taylor, you're the you're the tiebreaker. Sheets or Wawa? All right. So it's tough for me because I go to Wawa all the time. There's not really. There's not a sheets necessarily right down the street from me here. Um. So I would say Wawa. However. One time, actually more than one time, I went to a Sheets and I ordered a chicken uh, parm sandwich with mozzarella sticks on on the sandwich. The fryer game, just like I was talking about. And you can't get that at Wawa, no matter how hard you try. I mean, you can buy additional mozzarella sticks to put on whatever you want to put on, but uh, I feel like Sheets has way more variety um, as far as like their food goes. I don't know if it's like necessarily better, but I think I guess more is is better. So I, I'm going to go sheets. Wow! Oh, and an upset. Did you see that? I did coming? not see that coming. I'm going to go. Gotta be honest. I'm going to go sheets. There's a spot in Coatesville called Triple Fresh. Have you ever heard of Triple Fresh? Yep. Yep. They do the chicken parm with the mozz okay. sticks on there. Yeah, Ooh. it was slamming. Very good. Slamming. That Very sounds good. like a great hangover cure. Oh yeah, dude. Oh oh yeah. yeah. Uh, they they have a lot of good stuff there, uh, but I like I said I go to Wawa all the time. So, so while we were talking about Sheets and Wawa, we opened up our uh, final beer for the evening. So we've got the Bell's Black Note Stout, the 2017 version. So this is aged in bourbon barrels. It smells like soy sauce aged in bar- bourbon barrels, which would probably be really good. That's, that's not a bad that's idea. That's good because it's I believe the same beer just aged in. Bourbon barrels. <laughs> Consistency. 
<laughs> I I really like this beer. I, I even even fresh. I, I've had this beer fresh, and while it's definitely hotter than it is now, I even like this beer fresh. I like this beer a lot. It's really good. the The word that comes to my mind is is smooth. Time has made this smooth all around. Um, <clears throat> I'm getting chocolate notes. I'm picking up a little bit of that bourbon as I drink it. Um, a little bit of the bitterness. No, no soy sauce, but just it's a smooth, well-rounded beer. Uh, if I had to give it a, a rating, I'm giving this a, a four seven five. This is fantastic. I was going to go four point five. It's 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 a really really nice stout, and it's it's not readily available. But when it comes out, you can definitely find it. You don't have to be there the second the beer distributor opens to be able to find it. Do you think that fresher this would be hotter as far as the alcohol? It, it absolutely is. I don't think. I know it's yeah. definitely hotter when it's when it's fresh. So when it's fresh, would you change your rating or would it be the same? Depends on my mood. <laughs> that's, that's, that's absolutely true. I'd probably change it a little bit, but I know now to let it sit for a year. Okay. So I probably wouldn't have another one fresh. This In this fashion, I, I would give this a four or five. I think that the, the aged in whiskey barrels whatever there's something about this specific beer in comparison to the last one that ties all those flavors together or almost organizes them like when i had the first one here the regular one i was almost confused like i couldn't figure out what i was tasting this one i can i can definitely differentiate some things and i feel like it's just a a a, a way better mellow smooth taste like you said Brett Four or five, definitely, definitely would drink this on on pretty much on the regular. It's good, John. What do you give? Oh, no, sorry, John. You give this beer a, a nothing because you're not drinking it. I feel like John would love this beer. John would be. It might be a little thin on the mouthfeel for John, just a little bit. It's not a thick mouthfeel kind of stout. If you had to guess, what would John give this beer? Four two five. Wow, he is probably drinking straight bourbon right now with his old fashions. Yeah. He's drinking straight bourbon with like two bitters in it. And, and a little bit of sugar water. And a little bit of sugar water. Is that what an old-fashioned is? I don't and, really and, know. And uh, uh, what is it? Orange. I think a little oh, bit orange of orange for a twist. He probably paid like $20 <laughs> for a guy to, to, to light an orange on fire above the drink. It's all about the presentation. It is all about the presentation. So I like got, that beer a lot. It's really good. Awesome. It's really good. Awesome. awesome. So awesome. awesome. So awesome. Crack it. And I do that all the time, too. I say awesome all the time. It annoys the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> so uh another local story we got going on uh as we come into the summer months uh we got memorial day coming up levante is reopening a beer garden with uh at highland orchards um highland orchards for brett and i is definitely right down the street yeah. uh so it'll be cool to find a place to hang out during the summer uh, a little beer garden uh, vibe to it. Were you ever at the Levante Stables, Brett? I was. Um, I was there two or three times out in, I believe, Chester Springs. It's an awesome atmosphere. You go out there in the evening. Uh, it's still it might be getting a little chilly, but it's it's not too cold to be out. Um, you know, you're you're drinking great beer from Levante always, whether it be their IPAs, um, some of their their other like ciders or um, stouts even they, they usually have those out but it's it's something neat to be outside of a brewery like setting 
um, something maybe just a little more uh, less something you're not used to um, and drinking some really good beer. So I'm looking forward to being out there and uh, and seeing seeing what they have to offer. I wonder if they're going to somehow incorporate the fantastic apple cider donuts that Levante or that uh, Highland does. That's what I was thinking. I hope so badly that they have some kind of apple cider donut uh, IPA stout. I don't care, but I'm buying it. They got to do something. Put it on Mercury. Oh, there you go. That's not a bad idea right there. Mm-hmm. Levante, I know you're listening. You guys listen. Put it we want credit. On Mercury. The Might Be Brews collab. Highland combination. Wow. Wow. I think they'll do it. Make it a sweet stout for Taylor. Yeah, there you go. Wow. I'd be all about that. It'd be awesome. I'd be all about that. Yeah, the the wife and kids, uh, and they say the Chester Springs thing that I never got to was very family friendly. You could bring them up, bring all the family out and just have a nice spot to hang out on a summer night and not be all pressured. You can just be outside and enjoy the weather, have a couple beers, and uh, enjoy the company with your family. I plan on going up there. I plan on going up to Highland Orchards, checking this out this summer. I think it's going to be great. What was great is it was, it was always full, but it was never too full. And... Anyone that's been to a brewery knows that there are times where it's too full. You can't even hear yourself think. Uh, being out in the open, uh, you never got that, I I can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it was just a great, like you said, family-friendly, but uh, fun time. So another big event going on this weekend, Station Tap Room and Bottle Room are having their anniversary party down in Downingtown. The The brew list just came out. Lots of good-looking beers on there. I 99% positive. You can't ever be positive when you have a wife and kids uh, that we're going to make an appearance there on Saturday afternoon. Uh, we're going to bring the dog down and hang out in the beer garden, have a few, and uh, and wish those guys a, a happy anniversary. I'm going to have to wish them a happy anniversary on here. Um, I wish I could make it, but I have a uh, Phillies game date with the whole family. We had to, this scheduled for, for a little while now, so it's it's something we like to do. Um, go down to the ballpark and, and watch, hopefully, Harper, Harper hit homer. What time is the uh, what time's game time? Game starts at four, but we we got a tailgate. You got a tailgate. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the whole experience. It uh, absolutely is. Yeah. What's They're, what's sports without tailgating? I don't know. It's nothing. Not, not sports. I don't think that it exists. Yeah. If you're not tailgating, you might as well just watch it at home. That's what makes the game. So yeah. that's what we have going on. Um, I saw the the draft list, and I am sad. I'm not going to make it, but. They put on like awesome events, so they're they're gonna crush it. Uh, and and to all the listeners out there, you know, you want to go see Steve, get some FaceTime. I, I don't know if they want to get FaceTime. Uh, they uh, want FaceTime. I got the face for radio, but uh, <laughs> but I I will gladly host. Uh, I will gladly have a beer with any of our listeners that come out, and uh, and I think it's gonna be a good time. I believe CJ from uh, Might Be Sports is gonna make an appearance. Yep. Yep. Should so it should be a good time. Hopefully we can uh, we can line up and uh, and be there at the same time. Shout out to uh, CJ, the uh, spiritual guru and technical advisor to the Might Be News Network, mostly to me. Uh, but uh, I love that guy. He does so much for this thing. It's crazy. Um, we're almost out of time because I, I, I'm not going to lie to John. We're going we're gonna to end this. We're ending it. We're ending it. Um, but s- seriously, Steve, fantastic job this week. Uh, this ends uh, another fantastic week at the Might Be News Network. I'm super proud of everybody involved in this network. Um, if you haven't 
checked it out yet, go check out the new episode, episode zero of Foundation Radio. Um, the next step for these guys is their debut uh, uncensored episode two weeks from yesterday, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so uh, full schedule coming up next week as well. Uh, 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 new Novak and Franz we got coming up, all kinds of stuff. Just stay tuned. Patreon information coming on Monday. It might be news. Uh, mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier for you to find your new favorite podcast. Go on there. Click the show that you want to listen to at the top and then uh, pick the platform that you want to listen to it on. Or you could just ask Alexa. Ask Alexa to play the Might Be News Network and uh, Might Be News Network podcast, excuse me, and it'll play it. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Brett, thanks so much for coming out. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, can't, yes. can't wait till next time. Great to see you again, Brett. We'll have you on. Uh, we'll definitely have you on again. And shout out to John out there in Reno. Safe travels and stuff. I'll see you this weekend and we'll argue about Game of Thrones. Can't wait to not talk about Game of Thrones with you guys. <laughs> I really can't wait. It's almost over. It's almost over. By the time we, by the time I see you again, Steve, it'll be over. It will be. Yeah. yeah. So uh, while Memorial Day is coming up, everybody have a great Memorial Day. Keep checking out Might Be Brews. Hit us up on all the social medias, Twitter. Instagram, Facebook, let us know if you're listening and let us know if you love us. Let us know if you hate us. Go ahead. I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate some hate email. That's one of the things I'd like to get more of on the internet that I haven't gotten. I dare you. I careful, dare you to careful send what hate. You wish for. I want it. Bring it. Bring some heat. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you again in a couple weeks. 